everybody. Welcome back to You're Wrong. Say, Matt, what is everyone wrong about today? Uh, well, they're still wrong about Marvel versus DC or DC versus Marvel, if you are really that particular about it. Uh, today, I think specifically we're going to talk about the media uh, of, of the franchises. And when we say media, we're talking like video games, movies, television shows, that sort of stuff. So things um, that of, are not comics, basically. Yeah, we're kind of lumping it all in together because um, we're trying to, to cover this in a month. And if we did each one of those sections on their own, we would be doing this for six months. And I don't think we want to do that. I don't even think our <laughs> audience cares that much about our I, thoughts on it. I don't think we care that much, <laughs> if I'm honest. <laughs> yeah, I don't think we do either. So so we're going to cram it all into one show, which might be a little a little fast. But hey, who cares? Um, I think the first one I want to talk about is, is the video games. Um, you know, uh, DC has kind of had a, a spotty track record with the video games, but I think obviously where they've shined uh, right now, and, and they do have some future ones coming, which might be interesting, but where they've shined right now, I think, is in the um, the fighting games, which names always elude me for some reason. reason. Injustice. Yeah, Injustice. Yeah, so there's been two Injustice games, um, and, and they've been really interesting because they built... They built a great, you know, lore uh, for the the Injustice world, where it's kind of an offshoot of the specific, the sort of mainline fra uh, franchise. You know, Superman, uh, I believe, uh, the Joker kills Lois Lane, if I'm not mistaken, and Superman goes nuts and just starts trying to. Whoa! Murder spoiler alert! Listen, Jesus. if you haven't played them <laughs> by now, were you ever going to? Yeah, probably not. Yeah. So, so yeah, so I think it makes for an interesting thing. And, and really it's the reason why I think these games are so great is you get to use some of the powers that each superhero has and you get to like fight them and you get to fight, you know, to see would Superman beat Batman in a fight and would the Flash beat Wonder Woman in a flight, a fight or a flight. Um, maybe both. Green, maybe both. Would Green Lantern beat everybody? The answer is yes, obviously, but um getting to see that and feel that and play that is a lot of fun and they have a pretty good storyline you work through as well. So I think that for me, those are really the strongest games um, from a DC side because it, it, it takes the essence or gets the core essence of, of the comic and it distills it to a video game form. That's really, really interesting. And fun. Are, you, are you saying that the, the Superman game from the, from N64 isn't the greatest game of all time? Did you ever play it? I'm aware of it. Uh, and the answer is the answer is yes. If 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 you're aware of it, then the answer is Good yes. Lord. It is awful. Good lord, that game. Anyway, yeah, I I enjoyed playing Injustice. I haven't played the second one. I enjoyed playing the first one. It's just because I am the way that I am. It just bothers me that anybody could go toe to toe with Superman and still win. Just Shazam can do it. Shazam can do it, but like Green Lantern, Lantern couldn't, or ah. you know Batman. Well, Bat you could because there, so there is like a lot of like <laughs> hand waving that happens in that. It's game. already started. Yeah, but I, I, that's the only thing that really bothers me. I I actually enjoyed the the games quite a bit. the The story yeah. is pretty interesting. It's like Superman is like a fucking spoiled child at the end. In the end, it's like oh, they killed my 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 lady. I'm gonna murder everybody. 
Yeah, makes sense. I really enjoy that you're arguing whether superheroes can beat superheroes like that. That's that's the one argument here that doesn't make any sense. It's not that. It's just <laughs> it's super like if it was Superman fighting Supergirl, sure. But like Superman fighting, I don't know, the Flash, like they would just not hit each other or something. Yeah. Listen, I don't know. You're trying you're trying to put logic into a world where how many different universes exist for each of them and people come back from the dead for reasons un, unbeknownst to us. Like it's not worth it's your not, time. It's not unbeknownst to us. It's called money. It's called capitalism. That's why they come back. <laughs> sure, but there's no there's no in game reason to or in in world reason to really explain it other than that's reasons. fair. That I agree with you that it's fun to be able to use some of those powers and like I, I haven't like I said, I haven't played the second game, but like Seeing Darkseid on it, it's really, it's really interesting. So where do you, where do you rate uh, on the Marvel side of video games? Well, I've been playing Superman, notwithstanding. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't rate Superman on the Marvel side in any way, but you know, skipping mm-hmm. that. Um, okay. So I've played a lot of Marvel games in the past, more in the past than recently. I think the first Marvel game I've ever played was Marvel Superheroes on the arcade back in the 90s and i had it was so back then you remember you know fighting games were the thing right street fighter was was super like popular so was mortal Kombat. and it's interesting because there's a nice like weird parallel that you can do with marvel and dc and then street fighter and mortal Kombat, or like capcom and midway midway was it midway that did Mortal Kombat back then? Yes, I think that's accurate. Yeah, because the fighting styles on those games are similar. But um, so I remember playing Marvel superheroes, and that was my first actual contact with some of the characters I didn't even know existed, like um, Blackheart and Shumagorath and and some of those characters. But uh, mm-hmm. it was the same thing where. It was interesting to use those powers the way you wanted to use them, not the way that the cartoons or the the comics showed them, right? And and then just it just evolved, right? It became Marvel versus versus Capcom, then became Marvel or sorry Marvel versus Street Fighter, and then Marvel versus Capcom, and they just kept getting better and better. And they started the whole trend. I think it started the whole trend of having more than one character to choose, and then you do like three fights, which is also pretty common now in some games. So I, I thought those games were amazing for like the time. Obviously now they they look dated because they are old. <laughs> sure, yeah. But if you recall when we get when we got the arcade machine that is now gathering dust in the office, um, that it had those <laughs> games. That was one of the first games we played, you and me. Yeah. Right. And yeah, because they're just so much fun. Yeah. Um, and then like recently. Well, there hasn't been any fighting games like that for for Marvel. Not for a long time. Yeah. Marvel vs. Capcom. They did, did one like I'm gonna say it was three or four years ago, but I bet you if you looked it up, it could be five or six. Like you know, time has no meaning, obviously, but it's hard <laughs> to remember when the last one came out. Yeah, and it was like Marvel versus Capcom. What like seventeen or something? I don't know. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, so they keep rehashing it. It's not you know. So honestly. If I had to tell you the last Marvel game that I played that I really liked, it was Deadpool. And was it a good game? Kind of. Was it fun? Holy shit, was it fun. Yeah. 
And it's just, it captures, I, the only thing that's missing really, I thought, because I, I got so used to it now, is having Ryan Reynolds' voice that thing. Yeah, because it's not in that game, right? I don't think it's his voice. It's been a while. I played it like five, six years ago, but yeah. It was it was so much fun to play. And like it captures, like it just captures Deadpool so well. Like there's a scene, and spoiler alert, there's a scene where Cable uh, comes and, and, and starts lecturing him. <laughs> yep. Have you have you played that game? Do you remember that scene? I have. I don't remember the scene, but I have played that game. So he he starts lecturing Deadpool about you know doing the right thing because he's a hero and blah blah blah. And then the scene is like the both of them side by side, and Deadpool is resting his head on on Cable's giant chest and crying like quietly crying. And the prompt, <laughs> and the prompt on the screen is press Z to end to to end your misery or to end this misery. Yeah, or and you think like, okay, he's just gonna say shut up, I'm gonna go away, blah blah blah. And when you press Z, he he picks up Cable's gun and blows his own head off. <laughs> and I was I was laughing for a solid five minutes after that. I was yeah. it was so much fun. It's not like the gameplay is weird and the story is paper thin to some extent, but then again, it is comic books. So yeah, uh, just just for uh, you know some highlights here. Um, we mentioned who the voice was. Obviously, it wasn't it wasn't. Um... Uh, Ron Reynolds. Uh, it was everybody's favorite video game voice uh, voice artist, Nolan North. Oh, okay, that, that's why he does such a good job. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But yeah, so I think, and I played also um, the the first Marvel Ultimate Alliance. Yeah, I really liked that game because the story was so good, and because uh, well, yeah, they they did. Um, God, what? Civil War basically was fed into it to some extent. Yeah. But it was it was uh, the the whole point the whole thing was with uh, Doctor Doom was the main uh, antagonist there, and he has a, a McGun McGun crystal thingy that you know is the the ultimate MacGuffin from <laughs> from Always. Marvel yeah and <laughs> so it's really fun to because you get to play with different teams and if you put the teams together you get like a bonus so if you put like the Avengers together properly any version of the avengers you get a bonus like to some stat and that kind of stuff and and then you get you get to get the different incarnations of them and you know like binary or marvel or miss marvel or captain marvel like they're all they're all in there it's it's a lot it was a lot of fun to play and they tried again and apparently it didn't work well i didn't play two or three and apparently they weren't that great and now there's a new one that's also tanking so well so so there's there's a bit of a difference there so they made an ultimate alliance three which was on the switch only i think and it is it's it's good but not great um (laughs) some of the elements are there some of it's not and and i wonder it's hard when you're trying to to build that game and and trying to not make the same game sometimes it's just better to make the same game like Ultimate Alliance was simple in the fact that you got to have four characters and you could switch between them or you could play with your friends and each control a character and, and level up those characters. And I think that sometimes that can be a little challenging to, to map map correctly as you, you keep trying to build it out. But the newest one isn't an Ultimate Alliance. It's like, I don't, I haven't played it. And so I don't know, but it wasn't meant to be an Ultimate Alliance. It was meant to be like a single story um, focusing on one character, but then you, you would build out a team in a different way. And maybe it's supposed to be all like Ultimate Alliance, but it seemed like it was more focused on 
characters, selling you different characters, having like a life beyond just the initial story. Um, but yeah, apparently it sucks. No one plays it. Um, we can probably ask uh, if we, when we have our guests on to talk about what they think about, uh, you know, their comic lives. Uh, I believe at least one of them has played it and they can probably tell us why it sucks or not. Yeah. Did either of them play the game? I know, I know. Chris has so. Oh, it's Marvel something. Avengers. Yeah, That's Marvel it. Avengers. Oh, okay, yeah. but it's the yeah. same idea where you put together a team, right? I haven't played it yet, but I hear it's thank. Oh, it's Square Enix too. I didn't know that it was Square yeah. Enix. Okay. Anyway, so I think th- does DC have any other games that are worth mentioning other obviously than Superman and sixty four? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> other than that, um, they've had some other interesting games along along oh. the way. Oh, yeah. I, I, was, I don't know if you're going to talk about it, but the, the Asylum, or the Arkham series, sorry? Yeah, I mean, this is the thing, right? Like, anything that's good with DC generally revolves around Batman. And, and part of that, I think, is that people just understand Batman so well. They know how to make games with him, and they know how to use him as a, as a character. Um, but, I mean, all the dark, all the... the the three, I guess it was the three games, right? Arkham Asylum, Four. Arkham, Arkham it's, Anyways. it's Arkham City, Arkham, uh, it's Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, Arkham Origins, Arkham Knight. Yeah. Um, and I played all of them. Yeah. Like, I think they, the, the quality of the games can, it, I don't think any of them were bad. I think there are a couple that were way better than the other ones and they kind of bounced around to, in quality. But overall, they were all great games and they were all, very enjoyable and they kind of popularized that sort of combat style where oh, yes. instead of having to pull off like a combo you would in a fighting game you just had to it wasn't exactly like a quick time event but it was kind of like that um no it's more like you change button yeah. presses together to, yes. to pull off cool moves yeah like even the witcher 3 has a like took some something from that for the combos is just uh, actually even the Witcher one had something like that, which is just timing your clicks right, which is yeah. fine. Like it's honestly, you feel like a fucking badass. Yeah, and, and, and the reason why I wanted to take it away from a quick time event is like quick time events, like God of War popularized those, the old God of Wars, and it's just like you press the button and a whole bunch of shit happened. And yeah, it, it didn't feel like you were really doing it, but the way they did it in 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 Witcher and the way they did it in Batman is like timing your button right gave you one piece of the move. So you had to keep timing the buttons right to, to chain the moves together. So it made you feel like you were actually participating in, and pulling something off. Yeah, the only problem that happened with that, it's not a problem. It's just a consequence, really, is like they, on the, la- on the last two games, it was kind of ramped up to infinity because, you know, there was like stuff that, that only happens after you reach 20 combo points. Or the, then, then you're like stuck in click hell to try to get to those things but yeah that free flow i think that's what it's called free flow combat system is was really genius and the first game to me cd the second game is still the best one of those but yeah none of them were bad the other like origins was really thin (laughs) like it was really like an excuse to make that game um with a young (laughs) batman really yeah and Arkham Knight was just buggy as fuck in the beginning. I yeah. waited a couple of years to play. When I played, it was fine, even if the the main antagonist is a whiny brat. But, you know, it is Batman, so what did I expect? But, yeah, I think those games are really... I honestly... 
I couldn't tell you which games I had more fun with, DC or Marvel ones, even though I'm supposed to defend Marvel. <laughs> well, look, DC already wins if you don't know the difference, but uh, we can move on from games. Uh, the only other game I was going to mention was DC had an online sort of universe. Um, it was not great. And that's all I have to say about that. Oh, yeah. That was a Facebook Marvel game back in the day. Like, yeah, we don't rem- talk about Remember that those? Yeah. I played that a lot, actually. <laughs> well, you're dumb. I know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, that's, um, that, I have no I have no answer to that other than yes. <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> yeah. But if we like so if we expand out into to media and and I think as <laughs> if I want to win this argument, um let's not go to I'm, movies, okay. Well I, I'll I mean, throw you that bone. <laughs> not thank you, but not I don't want to go to the live action movies. Um because I think that it's it's pretty lopsided there. I think we all know. DC has done a very poor job with most of their characters in, in that standpoint. Um, you know, they've done a little bit better talking. Like, again, we've removed Batman from that scenario because Batman has always been Batman. Um, so just sorry to cut you, but just to yeah. remember something, a game that I haven't played yet that I do want to play, and I, I think it's coming to the PC, uh, is the Spider-Man game from, okay. from PS4. That I hear is I I've seen some gameplay of it and I hear it's like just as good as the Batman games, and so that might throw the thing back to me. But carry on. Yeah, we're past that now, so I don't know why you want to. Because <laughs> I want to win, you piece of shit. Yeah, well, it's too late for that. <laughs> Go ahead. Back to movies where I was saying you had already won portion of it and you didn't even want to talk about that. Um, they have sucked with characters that haven't been Batman. Uh, I think Aquaman was. I think Aquaman is the equivalent of a seven. And if you've listened to our previous podcast, you know what I think about that. I think Wonder Woman was really good. Um, but I think the Justice League has suffered. And, and we can, I think we should take some, a few minutes here to express. Uh, <laughs> let's deal with Zack Snyder. Um, are you going to say let's express our utter contempt for Batman versus Superman? Is that what you're going to say? I, well, yeah, maybe. So I will tell you what I think of Zack Snyder. I think I... I'm curious. I don't know why DC has decided that they want to hitch their wagon to Zack Snyder. Um, I think he has some interesting takes on movies and his ideas, but I don't know if he's been a really amazing director in terms of the movies he's done. You know, if you took look at The Watchmen, it was a decent movie, but not great. Um, you look at his take on on sort of like you said, Batman uh, versus uh, Superman, uh, or I guess is it Superman versus Batman? No, it's not, Batman not versus Superman. I think. He just hasn't done a great job at really like telling the story well. He tried to make Superman into a weird form of Batman, which I didn't necessarily like. And yeah. and I'm not going to get into specific portions of, of Superman's backstory that I think they changed and I didn't like. But even if you look at like uh, – this is going to be me picking on the movie to some degree. But when you look at Batman just straight up murdering people with his Batmobile guns as they're chasing down stuff in Justice League movie, and it's just like – it's kind of a thing Batman doesn't do. It's kind of it's normally a very big portion of his story arc, and the fact that they just broke it in such a casual way just seems like a very weird way to to do those things. Um, and so I just haven't enjoyed his take. And so I'm well, I am curious to see what happens with this Justice League take because everyone has the right to make the movie they want. And I, you know, the Justice League movie sucked, um, and so maybe he can make it better. I do, like I, it's not. It's not. It's not a remake, or like a. It's, sorry, it's not a director's cut. It's a remake. He's completely redoing it, and and it's the thing we're forgetting is like 
he's he's obviously has his own vision, but he obviously could see what failed. So it's like it's it's hard to say that this was the, the Zack Snyder cut all along because he's just basically changing the whole thing. And so he's seen what worked, seen what didn't work, and now gets a second go at to make it better. And if if you know Joss Whedon's problem was standing in terms of how he treated the the people on set, could he have adjusted and made a better movie, or anybody else coming in having seen what happened? Uh, I don't know. And so I will remain a cautious observer, and I'll obviously watch the movie when it comes out. But I don't have high hopes for it, given Zack Snyder's track record. So. Yeah, I think you're 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 in the right track there. So like just a couple of things I wanted to say. So and we can talk more about these movies a little later, but clearly the main I think the main problem with the way that Zack Snyder have been doing his DC movies is the influence that either he felt or was forced upon him or maybe it's a combination of both uh from uh Nolan, Christopher Nolan's Batman movies because they were so well received because they were so good like i said we can take the time a little bit later to talk about them but the so the first movie that he did was man of steel and like you said he tried to turn superman into batman they tried to make it all gloomy and shit and that didn't work right and i think everything that followed sort of suffered from having to follow that and even when they tried, like Joss Whedon tried to, um, you know, make Justice League a little bit more lighthearted and it just came out as weird. Yeah. Right. The, the, the joking around and that kind of stuff. I like could, it, it, it's, it wasn't that the jokes were even bad or, or anything like that or the delivery. It wasn't that it was just that it was tone deaf with the rest of the movie. Yeah. I, and like, I think, you know, I've talked about this and I think the, the best example of how it tone deaf it is, is the interpretation they have of uh, Lex Luthor in, in those movies. Yeah. As he's just like a shitty knockoff Joker. He's not, he comes across as crazy and manic and like weird. And that's like in the comic books, the best form of him is very cerebral and focused and you know, he's, he's got a plan. He knows exactly what he's doing. And like every other movie that's had Lex Luthor in it for Superman has been that character. So I don't know why they, they're trying to have these weird takes on things. And because the Joker works as a, as a, as a villain and everybody loves the Joker. So let's make Lex, like it, it's, it's not, we talked about this before in another episode where, you know, the people responsible for, you know, making those movies and, and carrying on franchises, they don't understand what it is that works yeah. for us. And I think that this is a problem with Zack Snyder, right? Like yeah. you said, he's taking Justice League and he's making his own cut, which is like 25% or 35% of the original movie. And like the rest <laughs> is just him doing new shit. Like what yeah. the fuck? <laughs> and then he's like, you, what you said, I think you're right. He's like, yo, he's looking at what worked and what didn't work, but I think he's going to start pandering and pandering is not going to work. No. Pandering is just going to cause us to groan. You just pander to the loudest voices, but most yeah. of the time, the loudest voices, like it's such a small minority of, of fans. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's they it's don't just, care. Yeah. So, so I'll pivot off of him because I think we said enough, and I think you know we're looking at doing some one-off shows on things, and I think when that movie comes out, we might just do a straight-up one-off on that to to really dig into it, uh, or maybe a two-off since it's supposed to be a four-hour fucking movie. Yeah, Jesus <laughs> Christ, yeah. Just one one last thing that I wanted to say about Zack Snyder, uh, and and this is this is a hot take I think, but I honestly think that the wait for DC to 
dig itself out of that hole that, that they dug themselves into with Warner and, and the, those movies is to go just ditch the whole thing and reboot it. They're never going to do it because, no, because Wonder Woman worked and it did work. And I'm, I'm curious about the new one, but you know, but I don't see it coming out of that funk without a complete like, okay, forget that shit. Let's do it again because it's just too mired in the shit that started from Man of Steel. That's my opinion. Yeah, I think I think you're right. And, and just to finish this point off, because I, I agree with your, your your standpoint, it's like Zack Snyder's made what three or four movies now, and and none of them have been, been great. And so I don't understand why they keep going back to that. Well, like he's like he's had enough chances to, to really knock it out of the park and he hasn't. So why do you keep letting him try to knock it out of the park? Like, I think we know he's probably not going to do it. So why not give it to somebody else? And Zack Snyder is the Rob Liefeld of like game or uh, movies for <laughs> superheroes. There, I said it. Yeah. Okay. We'll let, we'll let the fans figure out what that means. <laughs> I, I follow what you're saying, but I know we'll, we'll let it marinate. So if we if we get away from live action DC movies, I think where they really shine and where they've really been strong is is in, in the the animation department. Um, they've made a number of great animated movies um, that kind of highlight their strengths. And it's 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 always been to me been so shocking that they could be so damn good at making animated movies and so damn bad at making live action movies because the, the animated ones they tell great stories. You know I. I got familiar with um, with Green Lantern in many ways because they had a, a large number of movies that were animated that kind of covered it. So First Flight covers how it became Green Lantern. Um, God, I'm trying to think of the other ones I've seen. Um, that was great for that one. And then there was also New Frontiers, which was kind of like a retro take on, on the Justice League. Um, uh, All-Star Superman was a really interesting one. Uh, and they've obviously done Red Sun, uh, which I said was one of my favorite stories. They've done that as, a, as an animated movie. Um, they've done Batman stuff, and they're all they're all really great. And I'm just always so surprised at how, like, like I said, how bad <laughs> the regular the, the the live action ones are. Yeah, I I still haven't watched most of them, if any of them. Um, and I should watch the Red Sun because I've been meaning to read it for the longest time, and I haven't. But yeah, I, I think they've done from th this. I'm going to have to take your word for because I haven't watched those movies. But it's not just you that says that say that, right? Like, or that says that a lot of people say the same thing. Like, yeah, the, how come the animated movies are so great? And we can veer off into even the, the animated series. They're all great, too. Right. Well, um, think about uh, how I know when you've seen uh, Batman Ninja. Oh, man. It's so goofy. It's so awesome. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's the perfect marriage of like Japanese insane anime and like Batman as a character. Um, yeah, there's I, I no that. there's no holds barred in the <laughs> like no. it's just all out insanity. It's amazing. But yeah, and like you see, some of the movies uh, will have, and I, I don't remember off the top of my head, but some of them have um, like uh, like the so the classic voices for for I think Superman is. Uh, no, it's Batman is Kevin Conroy, yeah, but like Batman Hamill, is Kevin Conroy. Yeah, um, Mark Hamill reprises his roles, the Joker, in some of them. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, Tim Daly, I think, is the one who does Superman. So, the, so guys you've seen from comics, they re repeat their voices. So there's a lot of continuity in terms of you hear the same voices and you see the same things, um, and so so it's just really enjoyable because they they have built sort of a even though they're one off stories, and I think they they most of them generally take from comic arcs and make them into an animated movie. Uh, it's built a nice little universe of, of, you know, 
really strong uh, movies and storytelling um, for the DC world. That's really, I think you can really benefit from getting those in bite-sized chunks versus having to read large comic arcs. Uh, and I will point out the killing joke sucked. So maybe skip that one. Oh, really? I'm, I read the, the comic, but I, I meant to watch it. So I should steer it, clear. It just takes some liberties with certain things to get a really uh. kind of cringy and um, uncomfortable at times. Yeah, Marvel has some really good animated movies as well. I mentioned last time Planet Hulk, and I and if anybody hasn't read the the comic arc um, or haven't watched the the movie, I recommend it. It's really well done. It's, the animation style is actually pretty similar to the the DC uh, movies. And it does a really good job. Like it cuts some stuff, but it's you know kind of like how Lord of the Rings cut Tom Bombadil. Is like yeah, that wouldn't work in yep. in a different medium. I thought mm-hmm. they they did a really good job as 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 like they simplified some things. And if I recall correctly, one or two characters are like amalgamated into like there's like four characters that become like two or something like that. Yeah, and that works really well. The story is really well told, and I don't know if it's out yet, but they should follow it up. From what I read, with uh, World War Hulk, which is the continuation, that one is going to be crazy if they pull it off well, because it's just basically Hulk trouncing everybody, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he comes back stronger than ever with a crew, and basically goes, "You guys were pieces of shit. Now I'm gonna fuck up New York." Yeah, and he almost sinks the entirety of the eastern board into the sea just by walking. It's great. <laughs> it's like pure comic insanity. <laughs> yeah, that's that's great. And and sometimes I guess you can't show that stuff in a live action movie, but I'm really glad that they do that in in the animated world. Yeah, I don't. I can't see a Planet Hulk live action movie being taken seriously. It's too out there. Like even with Thor Ragnarok and Guardians of the Galaxy, kind of going the way of like the more cosmic and and like interstellar kind of stuff it's still pretty out there yeah they're pushing the boundaries but they still gotta push them a lot more before they're gonna get to to planet hulk hulk territory yeah and i honestly my in terms of cartoons my recollection of marvel is much more the x-men uh cartoon Mm -hmm. series from the 90s which was amazing still i'm still bummed that the movies don't use the theme song like yeah you know oh, that, yeah that iconic x-men theme song yeah, yeah. Every, every kid of our generation knows that song yes like, immediately also that cartoon had one scene that i will never forget ever 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 forget it's wolverine rogue and i believe gambit mm-hmm. uh in in a kitchen talking about something that they needed to do in order to defeat magneto yeah and Wolverine is slicing sausages with his claws. It's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> it's so casual. He pulls a sausage and he goes, chop, chop, tosses it in somewhere. Chop, chop, tosses it in somewhere. It's amazing. It's one of the best scenes I've ever seen in the cartoon ever. I mean, it makes sense, right? Like, if you have <laughs> knives in your hand, why would yes. you? Like, why would you get another knife out? Yeah, a knife that isn't as sharp as, as, as your claws. Why would you do that? Yeah, it's exactly. amazing. It's amazing. But yeah, that's that's my go-to cartoon. When whenever somebody says Marvel and cartoons, that my man, my mind goes immediately to that. It was great. It yeah. was it was a very '90s cartoon, but it is very good. 
it's yeah it, it was just a really enjoyable cartoon and one of the great things is now that disney owns them you can actually find all those those cartoons on yeah disney Plus. yeah it's great really helpful um i i think that you know dc they've also had like technically it was two different runs um because i'll have to look it up here in a second but uh they had a tv show justice league i think it was justice league of america and then another one that has a slightly different name i'm just gonna look up because they were t- they were like a tv show cartoon much in the same vein as as um Oh yeah, so it's Justice League and then Justice League Unlimited. So it's much of the same vein as as uh, X Men, and they were really good. And this is where you have Kevin Co- Kevin Conroy doing the voice of Superman. That's how he kind of you know uh, goes from there to being uh, the voice of of Superman in the movies. And a kind of a weird little quirk for people who are big fans of of Superman in general, uh, Michael Rosenbaum, who I believe is the uh, guy who plays Lex Luthor in the Smallville series is the voice of the flash if i'm not mistaken in in all of the um most of these like uh the tv show um and so it's kind of interesting how he has that secondary connection to to the dc world playing you know a hero instead of a villain yeah that uh, like is weird TV show yeah are we uh we're we just gonna gloss over the Hanna barbera super friends is that what we're gonna do we're gonna forget about it well, that's all the time we have for today. <laughs> um, wrong podcast. Listen, I like that cartoon as completely like I'm gonna just say racist. It was. <laughs> 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 oh man, I, it was. And you have to remember, I watched this in Portuguese back then. Oh, even better. So it was. It was <laughs> so weird. Yeah, I. I mean, uh, you know what I like about that cartoon? The transition. The, the oh, little, yeah. the little yeah. uh, like star sound or whatever it was that when they transitioned. Yeah, yeah, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, it, you know, Super Friends is iconic and awful. Uh, <laughs> like, like that is where Aquaman I, became the Aquaman everyone hates, right? Listen, that if without that cartoon, we wouldn't have the Adult Swim commercial of. Aquaman trying to talk to tuna fish in the supermarket <laughs> and going, come on, that's that is classic right there. Well worth it. Yeah, but yeah, I, the, I mean, the Spider-Man cartoon was also really good. The one from nineties, you probably watch it as well. Yeah, it took some liberties with the character of Spider-Man. Well, is that I'm getting my Spider-Man. TV cartoons wrong because there's also the one from the 80s where um, and I think these are different so I just want to be clear before you continue the one from the 80s is the one where uh, the animation budget was so low that instead of Spider-Man moving he just walked but the background moved for him <laughs> yeah I, that, that's one of them I, 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 let me just check if that's the one I don't think okay. I don't think that's the one I'm talking about but I, I just remember, don't know when I remember you that yeah and that's oh, where the iconic God. theme of the Spider-Man's pointing at each other come from. Is that that eighties awful? Yes. Show. Yeah, that is amazing. I uh, is that from? The, yeah, maybe that is the one that I'm talking about. I didn't know it was from. The, no, 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 no. It's not. It's in ni- okay. nineteen ninety-four. Yeah. Okay. Spider-Man: The Animated Series. It's called, and uh, the animation is better. But uh, that that was my first contact actually before the the the, the comics with Spider-Man. Right. Okay. And then going back to it, 
after having read some of the comics and you know read some of the other stuff i was like oh why did they change that you know but i when i watched the first time i didn't know any better so but yeah i i and you know neil patrick harris does spider-man so that's that's a plus oh that's fun yeah it is it is very star-studded for the 90s let's call it that way (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah but so I think both of them, like both Marvel and DC, had good cartoon runs, like series. I mean, it's yeah. I think really it's only the the big gap has has been shown when we've come to the live action movies, um, and and I think there, there's also a, an interesting different gap uh, in live action television shows. Marvel has really struggled with yeah. their live action TV shows. I I can't say I've listen. I'm gonna be honest with you. I watched a little bit of Agents of Shield and kind of bounced off it, and that's the only one I ever watched. Um, I didn't watch the was it Inhumans? Yeah, Inhumans. That just looks so bad. You didn't watch the Netflix ones? Oh, sorry. Oh, okay. I forgot about those. Those ones were good. I'm thinking of the the that the one where there's like the Inhumans. But you're right. Daredevil was actually good, and I'm surprised it got canceled. Um, well, are you? It got canceled uh, because of the rights going back to Disney. Sure. Right? Yeah, I'm surprised it got canceled because it was a good show, but not because of the rights thing. Yeah. So the Inhumans one I hear is garbage. Let's not even talk about it. I didn't watch it, and apparently it's complete garbage. So why don't you defend the rest of the Netflix ones? Because I think that's the strength of Marvel's yeah. live action. So I think, <clears throat> to some extent, it's the same problem I, that... Not the same problem. It's a similar problem that what the, the DC movies had, which is... It started in a certain way, and it sort of got stuck in a in its rut. So Daredevil first season is it's one of the greatest superhero TV series I've ever watched. It's really well put together. the 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 casting is great. The story is good. All of that that stuff, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jessica Jones is good. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest here. Um, David Tennant as the Purple Man was mwah, chef's kiss. Yeah. And I really like the fact that they chose to not make him actually purple because that would have been goofy as fuck. Yeah, that's probably for the best. Yeah. That, that's definitely a comic book only scenario. Yeah. And honestly, um, what's her name? Uh, Kristen Ritter was really great as Jessica Jones. The only problem that I have with that series is that it doesn't know what it wants to be. It tries to be like a detec- like a noir detective kind of thing, but then it kind of fails on that, and it tries to be a superhero series. It sort of fails on that too. Yeah. And then Iron Fist came, and then we're off the rails because it's uh, like it's yeah. everything was wrong with that with that fucking series. Like this. Okay, here, I'm supposed to defend it, right? The story is good for an Iron Fist story. It's the origin story. It has yep. all of the elements. It has the hand and all that shit. That's sure. yep. as much as I can defend it. Because it's just everything else was just terrible. Luke Cage, I liked. Yeah. Just because it, ma- it made it made So, for those of you who don't know, Luke Cage was sort of a... One of the many things that happened from a trend 
that started in the seventies as a bad thing, which is called black exploitation, right? And and that was part of that. But they veered away from it and into kind of making him as a a representative, really, for for black people and people of color, and you know. Beyond all of the superhero stuff, all of the the other shit that happens in in someone's life like that, and I thought that that was great. And and Mike Coulter, I think is his name, right? He is he is as much as Robert Downey Jr. is is Iron Man. He is Luke Cage for me. It's, yeah, it's yeah, amazing, I, amazing casting there. Yeah, he 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 filled that role perfectly. Yeah, and and so Punisher was good on. Daredevil season two, I think it was. Yeah, he was like, uh, um, oh man, I'm forgetting all of the names. Um, what is his name? Uh, John Bernthal. Yes, he was good. Okay, he looks like it. He feels it really well. Yeah, he, he he has that look. The problem is the his his series isn't that great. It's a little contrived. And then Defenders is just. Mm-hmm. no yeah. sorry yeah like <laughs> is that a good job defending <laughs> I, think it's a good job. I, I mean the, i think the problem with iron fist was that you probably sh- like if i'm honest the whole story of the iron fist is racist and probably should shouldn't exist or should be retconned yes we don't need the the white savior learning karate story anymore. I think it's it's old and it's played out. And so I think we need to do a lot of work in, in changing a lot of what goes on with Iron Fist to make it a good show. And so right there, it started in a bad spot. So I think you did a good job defending some of the story stuff. Um, and I think you're right. Like as they, I think they tried to expand too quickly on these shows and didn't didn't put the quality into the story each time. So as you, as they made more, it got kind of more diluted. Um, to the point now where you're probably right. I think that they're always going to get canceled uh, because of the Marvel deal. But I think, you know, would would uh, Daredevil have survived? Yes. Would Jessica Jones have survived? Probably. And Luke Cage. But after that, I think you would have lost most of those other shows just because the audience wasn't there. And I, I heard a lot of people, a lot of idiots, really, saying, oh, you know, why are you guys so mad that Iron Fist is, you know, blonde, blue-eyed guy that is now the Iron Fist and comes to save Tibet and then goes back to save New York? That's the story. Well, you know, if you know anything about the multiverse, and I won't get into it because we don't have time, like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what it is in the comics. Every time there's a new medium, it's a new, it's a new universe in the multiverse. Just because it happened one way in... Earth 616, which is the, the the prime universe, the comic universe, doesn't mean it has to be the same way anywhere else. It could have just as well have been a person of color there, which would have made much more sense. You know, it like uh, like it's and beyond that, even the acting is terrible. The fighting sequences are terrible. Yeah, that's the last we talk about this, the better. Let's, yeah. let's just leave it alone. I, I think this, I'll put it in here. And I think there's a bigger conversation to be had is comic books were written in a time where no one understood the implications of racism and the implications of all the things that go along with that. Yeah. And so, so to hold true that a character needs to be a certain like race, skin tone, et cetera, et cetera, is missing the point of, of the characters. And I think a lot of the comic books have done a great job in terms of trying to include 
other people into the scenario. And you look at, I'll go with Green Lantern because I know so much about Green Lantern, but you know, Green Lantern has, uh, they have Hal Jordan, who, who's, who's a white guy, and then they have Jon Stewart, who is black, and then they added another person who is, um, I can't remember the name off the top of my head. Who Guy Gardner? Uh, no, no. Uh, it's beyond Guy Gardner and Kyle Rayner. Uh, okay. Kyle Rayner. There's like another person they've added, and I'll have to look it up, that is a Middle Asian, I believe. Uh, oh, nice. And, and so they started adding just more stuff into it. And, and you see even with Thor, like now we have Jane Foster being Thor in the comic one. I think they're doing a better job to branch out and not just be, get away from the idea that a white guy is is the superhero. I mean, Thor Thor was a horse at one point. <laughs> better re- better reveal. <laughs> Point, right like superheroes are an embodiment of an ideal of a person they shouldn't be so tied to the specific person and, and the very specifics of them and so i think that you have to get away from that stuff you can tell stories where you know like we're going to see the the falcon and the winter soldier um and they're probably going to cover who's captain america in that scenario right coming out of the movies who, who can grow into those shoes and hopefully it's the falcon just for some, some differentiation and some interesting storytelling um and, and i think it's important to do that so i just wanted to put that out there that just because it's the way it was doesn't mean it's the way it has to be and i think we have to grow and and tell better stories um for where we are at as as a society yeah and and i i think you're right there i think you hit the the nail on the head there is you know it's it's a product of its time and but that that's not an excuse to keep it as it is right and i think i would just go a little further and i would say yeah, some heroes make sense for them to be a certain race or a certain color, but white isn't usually the one. <laughs> like it makes sense. Like it wouldn't make sense for Luke Cage not to be black. It's just the part of part of his story, right? But the reason why Danny Rand is white is because when he was created, and and how people expected heroes to look back then. It doesn't have to be like that anymore. There's nothing in his backstory that says he can't be even Asian American if you want to keep it closer to what it was, right? It's just, just sure. there's no excuse. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we're kind of almost running out of time. I think we should veer into what you don't want us to veer into, which is the actual live action movies, Marvel ones that I want to talk okay. about. <laughs> so. Fine. Before I go, go there, I mm-hmm. I know you wanna you're gonna wanna talk about a little bit about the Nolan movie. So go ahead. I just Batman in general has been a character that has done really well, and the Christopher Nolan movies were great because he really understood what it meant to be Batman, and I really liked how he stripped it down into the important elements of what who Batman is or what Batman represents, um, and it, it got a little muddled. In, in the third movie, I think. But but in general, if you look at the... Oh, God. Is it The Dark Knight? That's the second one, right? The Dark Knight is the second one, yeah. Yeah, and The Dark Knight Rises is the third one. Yeah. Um, the second one is probably the best DC movie that has been made ever. Because... Yep. Because what they're doing there is they have Joker on peak Joker. Heath Ledger played it absolutely perfectly and and i think christian bale did a great job as batman um and i just think that that story and how they told it and how they the joker was this and this is the epitome of like how nolan got it and Zack snyder doesn't is 
they knew exactly who the Joker was. And when you watch that movie and the Joker tells the story of how he got the scars and every single time it's different, that's how you know they understand who the Joker is. Yeah, I, that is such a cherry on the top. That that yeah. It's such a small bit, but it's so perfect, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So to me, the only comment I have is I disagree that uh, Christian Bale was a great Batman. I think he was a better Bruce Wayne than he was a Batman. And this is a, a distinction I always make with all the uh, movies. Yeah. So um, Michael Keaton, not a great Bruce Wayne. Pretty good as Batman, even though he couldn't turn his head because of the, <laughs> the, the costume. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Val Kilmer, good Batman. Actually, good Bruce Wayne, not so good Batman. Let's not talk about the movie. The movie is terrible. Um, mm -hmm. George Clooney, Clooney, amazing Bruce Wayne. Yeah. God awful Batman. Yeah. So, and then, you know, Ben Affleck, I honestly don't think he was that bad. People would say he's terrible as Batman. I don't think he was terrible as Batman at all. Or as Bruce Wayne. The problem is the story and the and the script, not not his acting or anything like that. I think he did a good job as Bruce Wayne. I think he did a fine job as Batman. Yeah. He, he looks like what I expect, you know, the the Dark Knight uh storyline, like the Frank Miller one guy yes. to look a little before being too old. He's he's supposed to be an older Batman, so yeah. for what he did there, I think it was yeah but so let's talk about the uh, mcu a little bit and i i don't have a lot of time but i don't need a lot of time okay to me that just goes to show that when you have a source material as complex as comics comic books always are you need a group of people uh, you know led by a by the right person to keep all of the storylines and all of the um, continuity in check. And I think Kevin Feige does a, an amazing job with that for Marvel. Yes. That being said, that's not the only reason. I, I think they they were right in taking their time and doing things right to introducing each character slowly. And let's be fair here. Marvel had some doozies, right? Iron Man 3 oh, yeah. is not that great. Iron Man 2 isn't all that better either. The first Captain America is a slow movie. Um, oh, the second back. that movie's great. It no, it's not. It's good. It's not great. Okay, fine. Um, after he becomes um, Captain America, the real Captain America, not that lull where he's just walking around <laughs> like the, like a fucking pre mantis. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, the second Thor movie is sort of weird. It tries to be darker than it needs to be. It's probably the weakest of all the Marvel movies. Uh, I would say for me that's Iron Man three, but that one follows closely. Yeah, fair. And then, but then we have gems, right? Like Thor Ragnarok and Winter Soldier, Captain America Winter Soldier, and and Civil War. And I'm not even good. Well, so Age of Ultron was kind of meh. The first Avengers movie is good. I, honestly, Age of Ultron, I never remember it. Mattering. Yeah, it's forgettable. It seems like the characters do things that don't aren't congruous with the the character like the the, the storylines they built for them, like you know you think about Iron Man and Tony Stark like that storyline heading into heading into it is like like he he basically in Iron Man three he gets rid of all his power suits and then and then Age of Ultron he's like I know what's gonna solve the problem guys I'm gonna take this alien stone and create a super AI 
Yeah. And it's just like, why would he do that again? Yeah. Like, doesn't he already know the folly of that? Well, well, I mean, to be fair, it is Tony Stark. Have yeah. Have you met a more arrogant person? <laughs> yeah, but he's supposed to have learned a, a valuable lesson about like. Anyways, it's, it's it just doesn't. They don't match up, and so like that movie to me is also one of the worst because it doesn't. It's forgettable, really. On top of that. It. And it, yeah. like you can skip it and it doesn't seem like skipping it matters to the MCU. Yeah. And then Infinity War, both of them are amazing. Especially like yeah. Endgame is again Chef's Kiss, right? Yeah. They're fantastic. Oh yeah, they are. But like um what I wanted to highlight with that is how you use the whole idea of a multiverse a multiverse well. They took some ideas from the other from other comics and they applied them, but then they changed them what they had to be changed and they were very blatant about it. Like this is how it works, this is how it happens now. Right? And and that is a well it's a you have to understand it's a new medium. You can't try to make it exactly as, as it is in the other mediums because you are or the other media because you are going to fail. And like DC tried the whole, like, you know, you had the, the Superman movie and then you had Superman versus Batman, where it is, is where they introduced the new Batman, which is already weird. And then you had the Justice League movie and then he introduced like a bunch of other characters without introducing them in their own movie. I guess Wonder Woman was already out. I mean, to be fair, Mar- Marvel does that, so. Yeah, but it had established so many more characters. Like you didn't get an Avengers movie without the origin story of each of them. Uh, yeah, so it doesn't like... rush the story. But the time you get to the Avenger movie, you can just get into the story of the movie without the story of the characters, right? I, I don't think you're going to win this point because, uh, uh, you know, uh, Black Widow doesn't have a backstory. Hawkeye doesn't have a backstory. Yeah, they but just they, show don't, up. they don't need one. But yeah, but I don't know, like you're kind of making you're picking and choosing when you want to apply this rule. So I think you're gonna you're gonna be on unsteady ground here. Yeah. So, so uh, let me clarify my point. My point is, you can introduce characters as central to, especially on on the Justice League movie, as central as like the cyborg, without telling me where where he came from a little bit more. Making make me care for the character more. I don't. I just don't. Um. I think you don't care for it because it's a shitty movie, not because. <laughs> okay, um, that may be that may be yeah, the case. I think it's gonna be really un- <laughs> un- unpack those two from each other. But yeah, I just think you know there's there's levity in those movies, but there's like serious stuff happening. There's comedy, but there is you know drama, and it's all in very well uh, put together. Um, portions i guess and i just don't see the dc movies doing that yeah i think your point is valid um and it's funny because you look at uh, marvel and you see how well they're doing with the marvel universe uh, or sorry disney you look at the marvel universe and then you look at star wars and how much they struggle with it and i think part of the challenge is is you have to get the right person to bring it all together uh and, and kevin feige clearly the right person to bring it all together and it seems like in the DC world, they haven't found that right person. And they're trying to load it all on one director to, to control the vision of the universe. And, and I don't think that's his strong suit. And, and so you see, when you see the, uh, the Marvel Universe keep bringing in new directors to do their own films, you know, you've had 
uh, Taika Waititi do uh, Ragnarok. You've had um, Lord and Miller come in and do um, Into the Spider-Verse. You've seen um, the guys, I can't remember their names off the top of my head, do the Age of Ultron, uh, Civil War, uh, not Age of Ultron, sorry, Civil War, um, and the Infinity uh, stuff, Infinity War stuff. Um, you see, they, they've all talked together. There's all a collaborative. It was the Russell brothers. Russell brothers, thank you. Yeah. They've done, it's all collaborative. They're all talking together and sharing notes and ideas and, and story to make sure it's all cohesive. So if they need to lay, you know, like Spider-Man, for example, Spider-Man showing up in, in the uh, Civil War, uh, started to lay his his appearance into into the MCU, and then and then it let Iron Man come back the other way and provide some sort of guidance and, and made interesting story choices. And DC hasn't had that. DC doesn't talk, and DC doesn't have a shared understanding vision because there's only one guy doing it, and no one's there to say, "Hey, maybe Spider Superman isn't dark and brooding. Maybe Lex Luthor isn't the Joker." And so, because there's one person, there's not there's not a collaborative effort going on. And just to to, to wrap the Star Wars point of it in. It was clear that none of those people doing the three mainline Star Wars movies talked to each other. They f- yeah. openly fought. And I don't think they fought specifically. I just think that building Star Wars, they didn't know how to build it. And so they kept listening to the populace and changing course to make the the loud vocal fans happy instead of saying, this is our story. We've all talked about it. This is how we want to do it and making a, co- a cohesive story. And And I think until DC gets the right people in that room to build that cohesive story – they're going to consistently struggle to find a tone that the people who are fans of those characters understand and like. Superman is supposed to be altruistic. Superman is supposed to be the idealist who's a bit, a little bit dumb, and you can trade on the ideas that he's <laughs> going to try to protect everybody. You can outsmart him and put him in awkward situations and choices, but it doesn't have to be that his dad fucking didn't love him. Yeah. And, I mean, Pa Kent. Yeah, it's... I think the problem is... Uh, or the advantage that Marvel has is, you know, having pulled the whole thing into Disney. Yes. And, and having seen that, you know, Kevin Feige is being able, it's, and obviously it's not just him. He probably has a whole team with him. But having people responsible for keeping the cohesion and, and like you said, keeping the movies and, you know, everyone involved in making those movies, talking to each other and following a, a similar story arc, that's basically how you know comic books work when when there's multiple people writing a graphic novel they have to talk to each other they can't just write every other yep. page on their own like it's not gonna work and i think exactly. they took that page from writing comics and made in like adapted it into making a, a, a cinematic universe that worked well what happens with dc is dc just sold i guess their rights to warner brothers and then they can do whatever they warner want brothers owns them, so holy like- like yeah, I'm looked that up because that needs to happen. Like that need you need to have yeah. Warner Brothers owns DC. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I just saw it. Yeah. But uh, I, I will say this one here: Warner Brothers has never been Disney, and that is sense, true. There's no guiding vision and understanding and principle. Warner Brothers has been very all over the map. Yeah, and, and with without that sort of guiding principle to to tie things together make sure that the movies are independent enough that they work on their own but also that they follow the same sort of north star 
it's never going to be unless you find one person that can make all of those movies in sequence and that that person does it well which that person is not Zack Snyder I'm just gonna say right now there's no way that this is gonna improve yeah you just need multiple voices because you're dealing with multiple characters and there's so much things you need to know and understand that one guy doing it all doesn't make sense and like you know, like when John Favreau started with Iron Man, it wasn't just him doing it. Feige was there, and I think there was a lot of other people in the background helping. And 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 it doesn't seem like DC is doing the collaborative method. They're just saying, Zack Snyder, here's all the money. Go make whatever you think Division is. And and like a game with Zack Snyder is he's not a particularly great director. I can't say his stuff's been bad, but he's never been like this is awesome and amazing. Yeah. And like John John Favreau coming into Iron Man had a really good track record. Of, of movies and, and directing and understanding, at least that I understand. So I don't know if they chose the right person. And to your point, I don't know if it's Zack Snyder, but I don't know who it would be. So I guess we'll see with this Snyder cut. Well, they, they try to get Nolan, I think, if I, if I recall correctly. And Nolan was like, no, I'm done with this. I, I've, I've told the story I wanted to tell. Yeah. yeah. Nolan's a weird cat. Um, and we don't <laughs> need to go into his. Yeah electricities uh, at this point I, I you know i think we're an hour in um we've talked a lot there's a lot to cover do you have any final final points i have a final question for you will we ever talk about movies and people not understanding how to guide a franchise without mentioning star wars that's no. my question to you never no okay although so, i mean I, I will say this that um they had Disney had their investors meeting this week, and there's a ton of new content coming out that we may need to talk about in the future. Oh yeah, for both Star Wars and and Marvel, that looks super promising. Um, and one of the really interesting things that just to tie it back to our comic book conversations, Patty Jenkins, who has directed the first two Wonder Woman movies, is now in line to direct a Rogue Squadron movie for Star Wars, um, which looks like all sorts of promising. And, Why and- would you say that an hour in? Now I want to talk about it. I guess we have to talk uh, about it later. There's so much, yeah. Yeah. So, so I think that Star Wars has a lot of potential going forward. Yeah. Maybe. So my final thoughts on this is I think there's a lot of media for Mar- – I'm just going to talk about Marvel. I'll let you talk about DC. There's a lot of media that I'm sure a lot of people haven't touched for Marvel because a lot of people got introduced to Marvel through the movies, which don't get me wrong, they're great, but there's so much more and there's so much more interesting stories that can be had. Even if you're not a comic book fan or you're not going to sit down and read, you know, 50 years worth of, of, <laughs> of comic books, there's still a lot to, to, to do. I have still a lot to, to catch up on as well. And, and I intend to do so, but I think there's a lot of good stories that got transported to, a more accessible medium than comic books that I think people should give a try. Yeah. I think it's true on both sides of the coin. DC is a little bit DC. I think we didn't really talk about DC's TV stuff and I don't think we need to go into it. It's pretty successful. If you like that sort of television programming, then then you've really enjoyed it. But DC Titans isn't that great. It's okay. Uh, I'm not talking about teen Titans. I'm talking about, um, Um, uh, I said DC Titans, the Netflix one. I'm, yeah, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about Green Arrow, The Flash. Um, oh, that's right. Supergirl is, is fun. Yeah. Supergirl, yeah. So so there's not enough time. I won't get into it, but they're really interesting. But do yourself a favor and check out, I think the animated, I would recommend the animated stuff because it, they, they go into those comic level exciting stories 
and they do it in in you know a, a tight time frame of an hour to two hours. I think they're usually a little shorter than than sort of a live action one, but they they hit some of the iconic storylines or stories, and they gave you a great feel for other characters uh, before you spend time and money investing into comic books about those characters. Yeah, I think that that's a valid suggestion for Marvel as well. Go go take a look at the animated stuff, which is probably the, the things that people know the least yeah. nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Uh, yeah. So I guess I can do it for real this time. That is all the time we have today since we've gone <laughs> way over our normal time frame to talk about this all. Um, if you'd like to contact either of us and you know tell us what stuff we mentioned, what we got wrong, all that fun stuff, uh, you can do so by emailing us at yourwrongcast at gmail.com. Uh, if you can spell your wrong and cast, I guess, too, if that's complicated for you, uh, then you're welcome to email us. If you can't, well, you know, you know where your email ends up. Probably nowhere. I don't know. Um, yeah. For now, I'm Matt. I'm Luciano. Uh, you are welcome to your own opinions. You can have lots of them. There's lots of opinions to have with DC versus Marvel. Just remember that uh, yours are most definitely wrong. We'll see you next time.